0: Ditto heads. The fast lane. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence.
1: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York.
0: The Rush Hour is on the air.
1: Rush, rush.
0: Now, here's Bo Snurdly.
2: Welcome to your Wednesday. WABC Talk Radio 77. Indeed, it is posting early with you here, James Golden. If you'd like to be part of today's program, and it's gonna fly by quickly, the telephone number to reach us, 800 848 wabc That's 800 848 9222 There, of course, is a huge abortion stack because of the continued angst that the left is experiencing. That Roe v. Wade is going to soon become history, and there there were some very interesting columns on that I mean i it's amazing how many different angles have popped up in the news over this issue, this Roe v Wade issue over the last three weeks. And in fact, I probably have if i if I looked at all the stories I printed out over the last few weeks, I probably have close to three hundred stories. And one day I just need to put them all in the stack and go through them because I haven't been able to get to all of them. And there are some really interesting points of view in some of them. But before we get to the Roe v. Wade stack today, uh, there's other news, including a story that I bet is not going to be on the front pages of any mainstream publication tomorrow. But one I think has the the biggest story of today... to me, is a story that is not going to be considered the biggest story by many people because it's a what-if and what-can-be story, and I'll get to that in a few minutes. Meanwhile, inflation has surged higher than expected. It's now 8.3%. Now, it's funny the way that that is being reported in other places. Oh, inflation cooled down a little bit. It's only 8.3%. Well, 8.3% inflation is just really hurting Americans. Energy energy prices is supposedly down, the gasoline index falling 6.1% in April. However, the energy index is still up about 30% year over year. And right now you have record prices in the United States for gasoline. In certain parts of California, we're looking at $6 a gallon, close to $6 a gallon of gas. And that hurts everything, along with the supply chain problems. Jacqueline Carl talked to us yesterday, WABC reported, Jacqueline Carl talked to us yesterday about the, the battles that many parents are having trying to find baby formula for their children. This is a real issue. For mothers that are not breastfeeding, they have to have formula to feed their babies. And without it, it is going, I mean, this is just unheard of. This is, These are the kind of things we used to hear about in, in Soviet Russia, the Soviets, where they would go in the stores and the shelves would be empty. And meanwhile, Pravda, the state-owned media, would be trying to tell everybody that things were all right. Now it's happening in the United States. We've got liberal mainstream media folks telling us, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine. You know, inflation actually cooled down a little bit while parents cannot find baby formula and other things they need in stores and while inflation is actually raging across the country there are other stories about the the other stories about how difficult it is for people now to find rental properties in some places the cost of housing building a house has risen astronomically since Joe Biden's taken office. This country is experiencing a really tough time economically. You wouldn't know it if you just paid attention to the mainstream press. Here's a bad look. A German airline, Lufthansa, has finally apologized for refusing to let any members of a large group of Orthodox Jews onto a flight, some of them did not wear mask, as is okay under American law, on the first leg of their visit of their visit from New York through Frank- Frankfurt. They were on their way ultimately to Budapest. But then some reporting says that this was only on the first leg of the flight from America to Frankfurt, that a few didn't wear masks. But then the staff of Lufthansa Airlines said that all the passengers who were recognizably Jewish would be denied boarding. The airline finally said We regret that the large group was denied boarding rather than limiting it it to the non-compliant guests. We have zero tolerance for racism, anti-Semitism, discrimination of any type. Yeah, well, you may have policies against it, but your employees apparently don't know that. What a bad look. On Lufthansa, of all, you you would think that people, you would think that they would know better, wouldn't you? But No. No, no, no. Okay, what is the big story? Well, no, let me do another one quick. Before that. Broadway. Broadway. We have George Benson's Broadway somewhere. Hint. Um, The famous foul-tempered Broadway diva, 73 years old, Patti LuPone, was caught on camera hollering at a maskless theater-goer Monday night this is following a performance of the musical company. Put your mask over your nose. That's why you're in the theater. She was heard telling the barefaced patron, patron of the, uh, the, the, the play. She said, that's the rule. If you don't want to follow the rule, get the F out. Of course, the audience erupted in cheers. And then she continued, who do you think you are? That you do not respect the people that are sitting around you. The maskless woman yelled back, I pay your salary. And she said, "B bullshit." the word, BS, Chris Harper pays my salary. That's the, uh, the producer of the play, company. You know, we're trying to get back on our feet in this city after a two-year lockdown. Now, I understand that there are some people who are twitchy about mask wearing, but there are other people who have the freedom not to wear a mask. And for, I just think it's incredibly short-sighted, shall we say, of this actress to start ranting and embarrassing someone who's paying to see the show like this. It's not the first time she's attacked audience members, by the way, apparently. And I'll tell you what, since people, anybody that that objects to wearing a mask, I know if it were me, I would never go see this play. I'm not suggesting anybody should boycott it. I don't suggest that kind of stuff. But I know if it were me, even though I am vaccinated, I would never go see this play. I would never give money to this woman inadvertently, even though she says it's, it is the um, the producer of the play that is actually paying her salary. No. What pays for these productions are ticket sales. And you berate your audience like this? It's disgraceful. Especially, we have to try to get as many people back into the theater and into the restaurants and into the businesses that, make New York thrive as possible. Not berate them for not wearing a mask. These people are just such totalitarian, authoritarian bigots. All right, the biggest story of the day. And then we have when we come back, we're gonna talk about Mayor Adams. And I'm gonna invite WABC reporter Jacqueline Carl to join us because She also has a story about Mayor Adams that will fit nicely in to some of the other things going on in the city. But I said to you earlier, there is a story that I think is the biggest story of the day. But it will not be reported as the biggest story of the day. And here it is. From the Daily Mail, UK. Brain fluid from young mice can improve memory in old mice. Study shows. There's been a study, and the, the the point of it is that cerebrospinal fluid, CSF, which is a fluid that surrounds the brain tissue and the spinal cord of all vertebrae. has been infused from old into the brains of old mice. This fluid was taken from the brains of young mice. And what it found was, with a series of tests that were given, that it helped mice suffering with dementia to regain their memory. This could be huge. The implications of this could be Huge. Now, of course, there are all ethical all sorts of ethical questions that are also part of it. How would we go about if this turns out to be real and something that can be translated into human medicine? How would we get that fluid from young humans into old humans, humans? What can it be synthesized? But the implications of this. Can you imagine if within the next five to ten years we have a cure for dementia? How that would change the world? How that would change the suffering that so many families all around the world go through with their loved ones? And what it would do? to bring peace of mind to people that know that they're beginning to suffer from it and have fears of where dementia could take them. This is huge, folks. And we should follow it, and we should actually see if there's any way that we can support further research with this. This could be a game changer for the human race. James Golden, Bo Snirly, you're listening to the rush hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77, Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour, and we are coming back. We're gonna have some Adam's talk right after this. Don't go away.
0: It's the rush hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush on rush. 77 WABC. What?
1: James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly.
0: This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush
1: Rush.
3: W.A.B.C.
2: Talk Radio 77 in New York. Come and get your love. You're not going to get your love if you go to to, uh, certain shows on Broadway. You'll get cursed out by a member of the cast because you don't wear your mask. Unbelievable. Well, Jacqueline Carl is with us. Jacqueline, how are you? Fine. How are you? I'm good. So we have had another uh, New York City police officer, thankfully, not... Killed, thankfully. Yes. Released from the hospital already. Shot in the arm uh, Tuesday night. The man that shot him was out on the street. Mm-hmm. Another one of these people with extensive criminal backgrounds. Yes. In fact, was out on a gun charge, and Mayor Adams was pretty upset about this. He just he said the city deserves better. Okay.
1: Yeah. We do. All right. So listen, he spoke about ghost guns again today. And once again, he's saying it's not just a New York City problem. Cut 27.
2: These ghost guns continue to be recovered in connection with shootings and other crimes in cities across America. This is not a New York City problem. It's an American problem. And if we don't combine our efforts to deal with this problem, it is going to overwhelm us.
1: So Mayor Adams is calling on the Biden administration to yank the federal firearms license of a Nevada company that sells parts and kits for ghost guns, firearms without serial numbers that have been increasingly turning up at crime scenes. And this is all across the U.S. Mayor Adams joined with gun control group Every Town for Gun Safety today to publicly call for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives to immediately revoke the license of Polymer 80 Incorporated, cut 28.
2: The range of violence must stop. We must shut down the online retailers like Polymer 80 who feed these rivers of violence.
1: Okay, so Adams alleges they, the companies violated federal gun laws requiring background checks of purchasers and serial numbers, among other measures. Cut 31. Removing the guns just to have them come back in and removing the bad people just to have them come back to our communities you are foiling
0: our entire operation.
1: And that was a perfect example you gave, Bo, of what, what happens when, you know, they put them right back on the street and they shoot someone. This cop luckily was injured but not killed. And it happens a lot. Yeah.
2: Released from the hospital four hours later. Thank God he was not killed. Um, here's, look, Jack Jacqueline, I'm not going to try to drag you into a political debate on this. You are a reporter. I respect the fact that you're a journalist. I have problems with this. First, first, let me just say, I agree with the mayor that if any company is acting illegally, not doing the background checks, checks mandated by law, et cetera, uh, 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 selling parts without serial numbers, if that is against the law, they should be shut down. There's no question about that. The problem that I have with all of this is this misplaced argument in the first place. What's that? People that are willing to shoot another human being, the problem is not the fact that they have, one of the problems is the fact that they have a gun, but the bigger problem is that they don't have the moral center not to shoot someone. That they don't, whatever the circumstances are that we are producing in this society, so many people who are into the street life, into the criminal street life, that think it's okay to take another person's life, that that think it's okay to shoot a law enforcement officer. We have to address the underlying problem of all of this, and that is a mindset that has been allowed to flourish in our communities that criminal behavior is acceptable in the first place. And I never hear the mayor address that. I never hear the mayor go and talk about this street life, mentality that has taken over many communities in New York City. And there's a reason that people don't want to talk about it. They also don't want to talk about the mental health issue that surrounds this. Apparently, this shooter of this cop is, again, a person that has had multiple problems with his own mental health. And we see that time and time again. We have mental health cases walking the street in New York unchecked. They are never put in an institution where they can get help for their mental health problems. And then you have these criminals that grow up from youth believing that criminality is a desired pathway in life. And that cultural phenomenon is never addressed. So that is the problem that I have with all of this. Aside from the stories that I continue to read there's another one in the Daily Mail today. New York City's blue collar mayor, Eric Adams, held an extremely secret dinner at a members only club in Los Angeles. Okay, out in Los Angeles, catching the Chappelle show, then going to this little private dinner with Paris Hilton, Casey Affleck, Kate Hudson, her mom, Goldie Hawn, the gaggle of top movers and shakers in Hollywood. All of them, this guy is just a party animal. And that's where so much energy seems to go with him. And New York is still in the midst of a crime epidemic that is hurting our economy and hurting the business and hurting New York comes back. I just think it's I think it's a wrong look for a mayor. I don't know why he seems to be tone deaf to this.
1: Yeah, the optics aren't
2: good. The optics are terrible on this.
1: We need to get this problem solved. With this, this just uh, there is. I, I can see. Just being a news person, I can safely say, it there is more crime now than I think I've ever seen in my lifetime in New York City.
2: And crime is the beginning of the problems. You know, one of the things that we have, uh, that we have today, we're facing is that our schools are going to be severely cut because of the lack of enrollment. So many kids have now dropped out and can't be found. It is going to affect the finances of many schools in New York. That story is in the New York Post today. There's another story in the Post today about a train yard in Upper Manhattan, which they have to have a fire watch now because the facility doesn't have enough water to power its sprinklers and fires in case there's a fire there. These are the issues of government. That a mayor is supposed to be on top of, and instead this guy's out partying in l a with the hobnobbing with the with the with the celebrity class, and we have all these problems in new york i'm I'm telling you I just don't understand it jacqueline
1: no, I hear you, I hear you, and hopefully you know he's he's a new mayor, and maybe he'll he'll hear all this and and take heed
2: oh, okay i'm
1: I'm staying on the bright side. <sighs>
2: Yeah, I guess you are. I don't see that. I don't see it happening. All I see is this continued this continued emphasis on the guns, the guns, the guns. This guy shows up at the big Met Gala in some clown suit with, with, with stop gun violence on the back of his jacket, written on the back of his jacket. And I'm saying to you, everybody loud and clear, you can stop gun violence all you want to, But you're not going to stop gun violence until you stop the criminal mindset that pulls the trigger on the guns. Unless you stop the criminality, unless the criminals are isolated and put in jail so they can't get out, and then we start to understand what is motivating these criminals to be criminals and address that, we are not going to see a significant change in this problem overall. Right. The consequences
1: need to be consistent, too. The consequences need to be consistent. Enforced and consistent.
2: Well, Jacqueline, thanks so much for your reporting, as always. Do appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: James Golan, Bo Snurley here. This is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We're coming back. We're going to tackle that Roe v. Wade stack. We're going to tackle so much more that's going on in the news and incorporate your telephone calls. 800 848 WABC is how you reach us. Remember, John Katz comes on after this program. Keep it right here. WABC, Bo Snirley's Rush Hour continues in a moment.
0: What? This what? is the Rush Hour with Bo Snirley Bo on 77 WABC.
1: He's your numero uno.
3: It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdley. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdley.
1: Rush, rush.
0: Now, here's Bo Snurdley.
2: Right. Bo Snurdley with you here. James Golden on WABC Talk Radio 77 You're in New York. The Supremes bring us back. I, I hear a symphony. And you know what I heard in the traffic report? I heard Bob say, oh, this is the, oh, excuse me, this is the Mario Cuomo Bridge. Really, Bob? I know what it's you the heard. Mar- I it's know exactly I Z Z know. Bridge.
4: I know exactly what you heard. I knew why you were calling back. I said to Kevin, I, I know what he wants to talk about. At least I think I do. You heard in the report when I mentioned on South Nyack traffic on the State Thruway I 87 287 split at the tap which was the former name of the Mario M. Cuomo Bridge, the Tappan Zee Bridge. Which is still the name of the bridge. It is the Tappan Zee Bridge. (laughs) So so in the traffic report here on my screen, and Jacqueline can even look at it to back me up, it's right here. What does it say, Jacqueline? Tap, right? That's the tap. So it's the tap. So I read it so fast, I read it the tap, and then I said, of course we know it's the Mario M. Cuomo Bridge.
2: Right. No, we don't. We know it's the Japan Z it, no, Bridge. Right. You're one of the. I refuse. There, there is. I a, refuse. There is a lot. Lar- I will not call it I, I, Mario Cuomo anything.
4: I'm trying to ever. I'm trying to walk a fine line here. Um, yeah, in, you're
2: in, a news guy. You got to do.
4: No, that. in due respect <laughs> to the former governor of New York state, there are a lot of people in Rockland County and Westchester County. And I mean a lot who want to, that bridge to be given its name back, the Tappan Zee Bridge. Not just a few, a lot. And look at Kevin Kevin Perez. You're from Rockland County, right? He's shaking his head behind in, the glass, right? Indeed I am. Are there a lot of people up there who want that bridge back, Tappan Zee?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you go down Nyack and West Nyack on the streets n- downtown, you can even see people selling merchandise saying, bring back the Tappan Zee Bridge. Bring back the tap. Yeah, re- you know, they refused to accept it You know, because they didn't really have a say in the you know, the proposal of the change. So I'm seeing people left, right and center just go and sell merchandise and just spread the word to bring back the Tappan Zee Bridge name.
2: Well, OK, so at least on this show, can we do a compromise? And you may call it the because, of course, you have to be accurate. You be are a w- journalist. W-C- I appreciate that. No,
4: I'll be. But can we also
2: give. Yes, go ahead. No,
4: I'll be honest in one thing. You see the journalist. I have I admit it. It's easier to say Tappan Zee Bridge. Can we refer to
2: it as the that that person's name bridge, Mario Cuomo? That person's bridge, but also Uh, widely acknowledged as the Tapan Z Bridge. Can we at least acknowledge that it should be the Tapan Z Bridge?
4: uh,
5: I
2: second that.
4: I don't know if I can second that. I would say it's easier to call it the Tap. I'm not going to say it should be called the Tap. But I like call. Okay. I, I like personally me calling it the tap. Okay, it's just like with the 59th Street Bridge and all due respect to Mayor Koch,
2: it, to me it's the 59th Street Ooh, Bridge. you're stumbling into something now. you know the New York Times did I, they outed I love Ed they, Koch.
4: I like Ed Koch.
2: <laughs> no. me too. But Do you know the New York Times outed him? They, they did a story and outed him. They pulled him out of the closet. The man's dead. I saw that. I I saw that article. It's like, why did they do that? I know. know. Wow. Well, anyway, Bob, thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime. All right. Tapping Z Bridge. Let us go to the telephones here on WABC, and we will start with Norman in Brooklyn, New York. Hello, Norman. Welcome. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snirley. And this is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. How are you?
0: thank you
4: james um concerning patty lapone berating a theatergoer over not wearing a mask properly um, my answer to her is if going to the theater is that dangerous unmasked maybe the actors should be masked too and if they won't perhaps broadway should be shut down for
5: all our collective safety
2: well 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 my friend norman you have just stumbled into Something that sounds like the truth. If she's going to berate somebody for not wearing a mask in the audience, what about her and the other actors on the stage? Shouldn't they be masked as well? Hmm. Great point. Great call. Thank you so much. Let us go to Joe in Yonkers, New York. Joe, welcome. You're with James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly.
4: Hi, how are you?
2: Hello, Good, Joe. How are you doing? Yes,
4: I'm here. I'm good. What's your I'm point, Joe? Mm-hmm. The point is that you got this Mayor Adams, and he's complaining about the uh, everything, and he does nothing about it. He just complains. There's no consequences for someone pulling a gun, and he goes in and gets out, and the next day he shoots a cop.
2: Where are the consequences for misdeeds? Well, see, here's the issue with that. Now, I want to be fair to the mayor. That part of it is out of his hands. He has complained about the law that was put in place by New York City's council and also put in place by Governor Hochul, this so-called bail reform. He cannot, as the executive in New York City, rewrite the law himself. This has to be done through the legislature. And he has complained. And they told him to go pound sand. So this should be an election issue. What he is not doing is calling out these legislators by name, his fellow Democrats. He's not putting them in front of all of us and saying these are the people responsible for this turnstile system that lets these criminals continue to get out on bail. He's not giving his full effort to that. He's hiding behind the fact that he can't change the law himself. And then he's talking about how many guns were confiscated. He says over 2,000 guns have been confiscated. Okay, that's an achievement. But we still have a major crime problem in New York, and criminals are still on the streets. And until that gets resolved, at least the number, and he said that. He said, look, if if you keep these people in jail, the crime numbers would drop. He's acknowledging that. But he's not coming to the people and saying why they're not in jail and who is responsible for it. In other words, he's not using the bully pulpit that he has as mayor to make change happen. And so that's your point, Joe, and it's a great point. Appreciate it so much. Let us go to Ellen in Manhattan. Good afternoon, Ellen. You're on Bo Sturley's Rush Hour. How are you?
5: Hi, Bo. Love you. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep saying what you're saying. Uh, the, the lady that you had before, the news reporter, I, Yeah, I understand objectivity. That's great, except excuses. All you hear is excuses. Stop with the 100 days. I'm going to jump through the phone. I, 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 I can't listen to it anymore. And, yeah, he went to Albany. Pound salt. You know what? He should be going to Albany every friggin' day and, and sticking his face in there until he is a rash that won't go way instead he's flying all over the place and you're right he's a party animal he's he's de blasio except he likes a cocktail as opposed to weed he he's useless he he does have a lot more power than he's leading on he's lazy and all he wants to do is socialize and get and get dressed up and i think that whole thing with the met gala and what he wrote Again, you know, he's, he's taken a page out of AOC's book. And I'm, so, I'm sorry to say, but, you know, New Yorkers, I don't know who the New Yorkers are anymore. I've lived here my entire life, and trust me, that's a lot of years. I don't know who lives here anymore. I don't know who votes for these people. I don't know who's okay with this. You go outside, it smells of pot. There's bikers all over the place. People are getting hit. I mean, nothing. You can't, he can't do anything. I don't believe that. All right.
2: Thank you, Ellen. I don't believe it either. And you're absolutely right he should be up in albany instead of out in los angeles with the with the with the a list crowd he should be up in albany he should be in front of his city council here in new york every single day until something gets done instead he's out partying okay this is ex- what you're seeing is exactly what we got and ellen you nailed it better than anyone else i've ever heard nail it thank you so much appreciate the call let us go to joe in new jersey joe welcome W.A.B.C. Talk Radio 77. You're on with Bo Snurley on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. How are you?
4: Good. Thank you you very much for your time. Uh, I want to know, have you seen the video Prayer Breakfast, Ben Carson?
2: No, I haven't. Tell me about it.
4: It's such a fantastic uh, talk. You wouldn't believe. He was retiring, and he's at the dinner. Obama and his wife are sitting there. He tells them how America became great. In the beginning, Obama and his wife were clapping, clapping, clapping. At the end of it, when he got to the nitty gritty of America, he was mad. After he hung up, after he finished the speech, he went to his room. Obama called his men and wanted an apology for that speech. This must be on your program, hopefully every day, but every
2: other day. You have to see it. If you believe it, I will see it, but I'm not going to put it on the program every day because we have other news to do. Now, what I will do. Based on what you said, if we can get some clips of this thing, we can definitely play it on the Saturday program. And I'm glad. You, and by the way, when you when you mentioned the, the dinner that he was at with Obama and his wife, I have seen clips of that. I did not know that that was what you were referring to, but I have not seen the whole speech. So maybe I should definitely try to get a look at it and see if I have some time in the very near future to see the whole thing. And thank you, for, Joe, so much for bringing that to our attention. We appreciate it. Thank you. Let us go to Baston. Baston. Hey, Frank, welcome. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you, Frank?
4: All the way, Boston. I, on your team, I went the other night to our town meeting, and as I walked across the street before going in, there was a police sergeant, and rain had come down, so he was out there directing in the rain. I felt sorry for him, and I said, thank you for your service, Sergeant. And he just lit up and said, oh, thank you so much. You know, I, fe- I felt good the whole night. And I'd encourage everybody to thank the, the policemen, firemen, and military people. Because Lord knows they're all-, they're all under great stress these days.
2: And you know what? Thank you for reminding us of that, um, um, Frank. Thank you so much. You know who we should also thank? We should also thank those members of the healthcare establishment, yes. the health care yes. industry. Who worked so hard and risked their lives during the early days of COVID, when there was no vaccine, when there were very little, uh, when there was very little information on how it was being um, disseminated in society? They risked their lives to take care of people. The reward that they got in New York was. Many of them got fired if they refused to take the vaccination. And now the more that we learn about the vaccination, the more some of their fears seem to be justified. And yet they're still fired. They're still out of work. In many cases, they couldn't collect unemployment. And these are true heroes that we had on the front lines of New York, and they have been trashed. They've been trashed by this mayor. They've been trashed by New York City government. They've been trashed by federal government under the Biden administration. These people that sacrificed so much so that we could all be safe. They have been trashed. And meanwhile, this mayor has given exemptions to that very same vaccine mandate to athletes that come visiting in this town. It is outrageous. And we should never forget it. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Snurly. I know I said we have an abortion stack. I want to cover a few of those stories, but there's so much more including your calls. So keep it right here, WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember John Katz? The Katz at night comes up right after this. Keep the WABC app with you all day. We've got so many great programs here. You'll enjoy them from the time you wake up till the time you go to bed. But don't go away. Don't take a nap yet. We've got a lot to do. So keep it right here. Coming right back.
0: It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. On rush. 77 WABC.
1: James Golden, known popularly as Bo nerdly
0: This is the Rush Hour with Bo nerdly Rush, rush, rush. You're right next to it.
1: Put your
5: mask over your nose. That's why you're in the theater. That is the rule. If you don't want to follow the rule, get the. That- <laughs> Chris <laughs>
1: Hawk pays my salary. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Can we have no a Just put your mask over your nose. We have I worked really hard.
5: hard.
2: Yeah, that was Ms. Patty Lapone. That's the one that you pay your hard earned money to go to Broadway to go to support these people, and that is what you get. Right. I would never in life go to see any of her shows ever, ever. Senator compares protections from fetuses, sea turtle eggs, and abortion speech. This is a story in the Washington Post. This story actually made me raise my eyebrows. Hmm. Standing by a poster showing turtle hatchlings next to babies. Senator Steve Daines, Republican, on Tuesday argued that under a bill proposed by Democrats, the eggs of sea turtles and eagles would have more protections than human fetuses. During a speech on the Senate floor, the Montana lawmaker spoke out against the bill if passed would guarantee the right to abortion under federal law, the latest attempt by Democrats to protect abortion access, that is not what it is. This is, and they admitted against themselves. This is an attempt to mobilize their voters. Following the leak of a Supreme Court draft decision that showed the court is poised to overturn the landmark Roe v. Wade ruling, Senator Steve Daines said if you were to take or destroy the eggs, Of a sea turtle the criminal penalties are severe why do we have laws in place that protect the eggs of a sea turtle or the eggs of Eagles because when you destroy an egg you're killing a pre-born baby sea turtle or a pre-born baby eagle That, my friends, is an incredible point. And think about it. In many places in the United States, you can't even keep on your lights during certain times of years because your outdoor lights, because it is feared that the sea turtles, the hatchlings, will come toward your lights instead of going toward the sea where they can get eaten by other predators or where they can survive. Rosanna, this is from bizpackreview.com. Rosanna Arquette claims conservative Supreme Court justices are a quote-unquote satanic force enabling organ trafficking market. Wow. Rosanna Arquette. She was in Desperately Seeking Susan, uh, Susan Pulp Fiction, Crash, She's been on TV. She said, and this was, of course, on social media, no, it is not hysterical or alarmist. They will traffic babies. She's talking about Supreme Court justices. They will traffic babies that many women can't afford to keep. There is huge money making market worldwide for babies, and behind that is organ trafficking the majority Supreme Court justices are officially the satanic force. Really? I would like to remind Ms. Arquette it is Planned Parenthood that harvests baby parts, primarily of minority babies. This has been proven. We have seen the film. Many liberals haven't seen the film because the mainstream media refused to cover the story. But we have seen their executives laughing and talking about baby harvesting, the harvesting of baby parts. So you want to call somebody satanic, Ms. Arquette? Trying to save the lives of trying to save life is not satanic. There's no way that trying to save life is satanic. The culture of death that happens in these abortion mills and the harvesting of body parts that go on in these abortion mills. You want to talk satanic? Look there. Now, today, there's a vote happening in the Senate. The Democrats, as I said before, they're not looking to win this. They know they're not going to win Chuck Schumer has already admitted that the reason they're doing this is to try to mobilize voters around this Roe v. Wade thing for the elections, to try to limit their loss. But this bill that Democrats have put off goes far beyond what Roe v. Wade is. This bill would force Christian doctors and other doctors that have religious religious objections to abortions to perform them against their own religious beliefs. That's part of what is in this bill. It also eliminates limitations on abortion providers, meaning that they can do abortions full term. It overturns state restrictions on abortion. That is not part of Roe v. Wade. And by the way, if you want to find that information, you can look on, uh, let's see where that story was today, in Washington Examiner and it was also in fox news the part that the democrat back bill would force christian doctors to perform abortions against their religious beliefs there is a story in the washington post today that the left is counting on an abortion backlash that may never come this backlash they think will happen may never come there's also a piece in and and i can't don't have the time to go through it neither do i have time to delve in this one i'm going to put this story aside because you've got to hear the logic in this one can't do it today this is in the la times today there's an op-ed that the conservative christians will regret overturning roe they're sacrificing religious liberty to do it so conservative christians are going to wake up one day and be supportive of roe and realize that oh if they if they if they get rid of roe they're sacrificing religious liberty you wait till you hear the twisted logic of this one And the story that I mentioned earlier, which where Chuck Schumer pretty much admits that this isn't about anything else but trying to mobilize votes, that's in the Washington Post today, seeking to spark an uprising. Democrats put abortion on the Senate floor. So those are just some of the stories that we have. I want to get back to the phones because time is running out. I'm going to ask everybody to make their points quickly because we've got so many people and want to get to as many of you as possible. Steve from Middletown, New York. Welcome. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour.
3: Hi. Thank you, Mr. Golden. This is the second time I've talked to you. I just wanted to talk about that Patty Lapone thing.
2: Yeah.
3: i performed with a couple other opera companies across, up, across the country, and she's worried about somebody in a mask, in, in the crowd, not wearing a mask. Yet, when you enunciate consonants, it's very, very common to spit. On the person you're singing right next to, so that's okay. But somebody in the crowd needs she needs to stop the show and have a diva moment because somebody in the crowd.
2: You raise a great point. Your line is a little bit shaky, so we're gonna let you go there. But what a great point! And that is with singing and speaking. Anybody knows that if you got the first row seats and they're up close to the edge of this stage, you can get sprayed with the spittle from singers or actors. It is very common in the projection. That's why people, by the way, even clean up microphones and use disinfectant on microphones, because even people speaking into a mic, you're projecting there's going to be a certain amount of bodily fluid that escapes your mouth and lands elsewhere. Thank you for the call. Tom in Brooklyn, welcome. You're on WABC, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. How are you, Tom? Hey, Hey, Bo, a.k.a. James
3: Golden. uh, Hey. It'll always be the zee Bridge for me. I'm going to make a few quick points. Patty LaPone is reprehensible. She wasn't even marrying a man. Big Pharma is harvesting. I, I read this, but I'm not sure exactly where it is. It's pharmacy companies are harvesting stem cells from the aborted babies, and so it's something I'm looking into. Adams needs to grow up there and go after Bragg on this bail reform stuff. He's got an opportunity here, Bo. He really does. He can be a good mayor. He's got to go after. He's got a show. He's got. He's got. He's got. You know, I can't say it on the radio. Anyway, um, I Onions. wholeheartedly agree with. Yeah, he's got good on you, He's got get on you. I wholeheartedly agree with you on remembering the healthcare workers. You know, they really do need to be uh, remembered. Um, and regarding the Supreme Court protesting, let's have some dignity and morality. Don't go to their homes. Just, or justice, or protect all you protest all you want in their in the offices or whatever, which is illegal, by the way. It's also illegal. They're not even allowed to do it. Um, That's so right. And the DOJ
2: is refusing to do anything about it. Tom, I'm going to stop you there. We got to get a few other people in. You're great, man. Call us again. Appreciate it. Jay, Ohio, what is the point you'd like to make? Time is running out, Jay. All right. 90 days, I
4: think you can hold somebody, right? They got 20 counts. Don't hit them all at once with the 20. Just hit them with one count just before the 90 days up. Just keep hitting them with counts and just keep them in jail. That's that's an idea.
2: Thank you. Appreciate that very much. Let us go to Chris in Catskills, New York. Chris, how are you? Welcome, WABC. How are you?
3: Adams may indeed be a party animal, but he was out in California campaigning for president down the road. He needs to realize he has an opportunity to clean up crime and make new york city safe he's going to go to all the major cities where democrats are in large number he's going to go to places like philadelphia he was networking with the Hollywood elites because that's the what drives the industry in california he's a smart campaigner he's not turning off the campaign switch he needs to clean up crime in new york city if he wants to advance his political career
2: great point thank you chris Listen, uh, I think the optics are horrible with what this mayor is doing. These little secret meetings with the Hollywood big shots while New York City police officers are being shot. Really, Mr. Mayor? Hanging out with the Hollywood types, traveling all over the country when you can't even travel to your own city council? You can't even travel to your own governor's office and make sure that New Yorkers are safe? Really? Tomorrow's another day we'll be back. I didn't get to one big story today too and that's Fauci. Anthony Fauci, other bigwigs at the National Institute of Health, over 350 million dollars in secret royalty payments from pharmaceutical companies. Mhm. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow.